his scrotum. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined, as always, by... I'm Chad. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Second, please. This is Mark. <laughs> Good. Uh, so on this show, as you probably know by now, we each pick our favorite movie for every year we've been alive. And we also talk about what the Oscars picked or neglected to pick. Um for this episode we're talking about a movie i picked the coen brothers folk story starring oscar isaac and a cat now the coen brothers we've never talked about on this podcast before incorrect false (laughs) is this the first movie that cody has picked from them Uh, or did you do a brother or art thou uh none, none of us did lebowski even okay, we've done. We've all done three of us brother. were thinking about Lebowski. Cody, Obra- did you do Fargo? Not me. Lebowski, I wouldn't have thought about. Well, Fargo, we did I did Burn After Reading for sure. That's like one of my. And you did Oh Brother. And then we did No Country for Old Men because for, of the Oscars. Oscars. But that also would have been my pick because, again, masterpiece. I, I think, think I actually, I actually might have done it, Burn After Reading. I don't know which one of us picked first that year, um, but I'm, I'm pretty. This is Chad, surely Chad written picked, down somewhere. It is. Chad picked Burn After Reading. Um, Chad seemingly has, if he picked Fargo, because I, I don't have it from uh, the early days I, we picked one. I would have picked Fargo. That's another, like, for a while, that was like a letterbox top four movie for me. Well, I mean, again, unless Cody picked before you, because I feel like Cody would have picked Fargo as well. What was 96? 1996. What well, Cody started the whole thing. Year? Oh, no, I picked Scream. So oh, no, yeah. oh, it okay. was definitely yeah. Chad. It was Chad. So Chad is, this is the first movie Chad has not picked other than the one that the Oscars picked of the Coens. Um, but I think all the ones that were picked, except maybe Burn After Reading for me personally, but I think all the rest, one of us would have picked no matter what. Burn After Readings, I think. Well, the one it sounds like Mark be left. was thinking he might have picked Burn After Reading. Yeah. So. Okay. So, okay. Maybe, maybe he would have. Okay. <laughs> that is the only one that I wanted of. Um, yeah. We have not covered every movie that they've done in this time period um, because I haven't seen them all that were made uh, in this time period. This is a serious man had come out. That was like 09, right? So we didn't talk about that one. We didn't talk about that one. We didn't talk about the intolerable cruelty. We did not talk about the lady killers. Those two movies I right. still have not seen. I mean, the lady killers is kind of known as their best movie. Pretty, pretty famously. So mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, famously their best. Mm-hmm. Um, So they are a part of the five timers club. I do not know if there is another director that we have covered as much. Surely Steven Spielberg. I mean, nope. early on, we knocked some Spielbergs out with Schindler's List, Jurassic Park. Uh, we did, did we do a bonus episode of like War we of did. the Worlds or something? Uh, we've no. done four Danny Boyles. Uh-huh, four Spielbergs. Wow, that's, that feels weird. Four Danny Boyles. Because like, I don't Spielbergs. think of Danny Boyle as like any of our, of any of our guys. Well, he was also one that all of us picked a movie from, which was the That's right, because I did 127 hours. Yeah. And which I, I forget is spoil. And I did 28, and then the Oscars did Slumdog. So we're yep. like a bonus away from <laughs> doing the hatch, right? We got a cover yesterday, except we're stopping at 2016. And we all stopped. I mean, did any of us watch Split or whatever? Split, Not Split. was in that Shyamalan. Splice? Splice. No, no, no. What is it? Splice is not him. Because Splice is the the horny alien movie we talk about all the time. Yeah, Um, I don't know what movie you're talking (laughs) about. Oh, right. 
trance 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 yeah that's what he was yeah no sure did not um so they are the uh, <laughs> surprise surprise three white boys from a southern region <laughs> like the coen brothers are their number one or most covered director maybe not number one i don't necessarily know what from a southern region has anything to do with it they They're do a like, lot of movies in the south even I mean, if they are not oh brother where art thou feels huge for for people from southern culture from. i agree yeah. i agree sure and but something about else? this movie even though it's set in new york i think maybe because it's folk it's music probably folk music yeah yeah i think it's that but they it's did, Folk music is not grit. country music. True it's Grit was very big different. down True here. Grit is the West. Doesn't matter. It's Texas, I think, which counts as the South also. Uh, was um, the Wild Scruggs. West. It's a Western, not a Southern. I know. It's weird they don't call Texas movies Southerns. But Southern. I guess it's also the West. Yeah. It's the Southwest. Raising Arizona is the Southwest, which is like the South. Um, Raising Arizona feels like a Southern movie to me. I will be honest. Does it take place in Arizona? Because I think the the baby's just named Arizona. And that's why it's called Raising Arizona. I don't think it takes place in that state. I don't know what state it takes place in, but they have Southern accents. Like, I mean, Nick Cage has a very Uh, Southern accent in the movie. State of denial that they're going to be bad parents. Hey. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but I don't wait, know how to explain it. it. It just no, it I just mean, feels I, accurate to me. I don't know. I feel yeah. I think like for me, I was like anticipating this movie when it was coming out because I love the Coens. And like when I was trying to convince my friends to watch it with me, I used Oh Brother Where Art Thou as like the mm-hmm. hey, it's these guys that made this movie that I know you love, and it's like the kind of music that we really like uh, to my Alabama friends. And uh, and then got him to watch the movie, and then they didn't like it very much. But I loved it; it was life changing for me because it wasn't yeah, the comedy funny. that I sold it to them as. But no, it is it is very funny that. though. TBS, hey, um, but, but we need to shut the fuck up. Oh yeah, what are we doing? About this We've never movie. done this before. Because <laughs> we need to talk. We absolutely about, have done this before. We absolutely have done this before. We need no, to talk about another Cohen movie. Hey, Mark, what you see at the Megaplex? Um, it's not a Cohen Brothers movie. It is a Cohen singular movie. It's yep. a Joel Cohen movie, uh, and it is written by the only person who's a better writer than the Cohen Brothers, William Shakespeare. Kenneth, well, and honestly, oh. and honestly, <laughs> is he? Is he? I mean, I will leave that to the listeners to decide. Also, I think the he's brothers, maybe right? more than I'll... one person worked on those scripts. Um, yeah. I've I've been on record before saying I think he's overrated. So that's Such a that's dumb my opinion to have. I'm just, sorry, just insane. Um, good. It's uh, just a weird thing. It's like, oh, Mozart's overrated. Like, shut up. <laughs> that kind of doesn't matter. No, Mozart's a, a wonderful composer, <laughs> or was. Whatever. He's dead now. Um, but I think Edgar that Allan is really Poe good. Shut up. Overrated. I want to talk about a play. Yeah. Talk yeah, about uh, the, the Scottish the play. Scottish play. A play that I completely forgot was set in Scotland uh, until <laughs> the end. <laughs> like the King of Scotland. I was like, oh, Scotland. I mean, in fairness, this version of the play, it feels like it takes place on another planet. Like it's like totally. Yeah. I don't know. It, 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 all the empty spaces, like the cat, it just feels. I don't know. It, alien. It feels like it takes place in like 
just based on the trailers, of course. But the guy who directed original Suspiria and like Stalker, like a Dario Argento. No, not Argento. I fucked it up. The uh, the the, the oh, Russian guy. The, oh, the uh, Stalker. Yes, I'm blanking on his name. Yes, Russian, I so I can't have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, one moment, Tarkov- Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky. Um, he did yeah. the original Solaris, is what I was trying to sum. Yes, yes. yes. That, that's um, what that feels like. It takes place or Kanye's house. Kind of. I or mean, Kanye's also house. feels like it's like a '30s vampire movie, like Nosferatu. just like yeah. very, very gothic, like lots of stark angles. It's oh, hell yes. you know black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It is good and spooky and very atmospheric. Very um, spooky. I need very to watch atmospheric. it. The um, it's on it's on Apple TV now. Apple TV Plus, Plus or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a brisk like ninety minutes or hour. It and is 40. short. It is weirdly um, short. Yeah. It is all in like Shakespearean language, so it's it will mm. take some subtitles. I'm really glad I saw it with subtitles. Yeah, uh, I saw it but, in the theater. And then it's like your brain is working at hundred miles per hour. Be like, what the fuck are they are they meaning here? Yeah, I saw it in theaters without subtitles, and I saw it after sharing a bottle of wine with Laura to celebrate my birthday, and we fell asleep a little bit. Um, yeah, are there are still there any <laughs> Macbeth movies that are like Romeo plus Juliet, or you mm. know? Like, what is the... A West Side Story Macbeth. Yeah, because I know there is the Macbeth directed by the guy who did Assassin's Creed, and it's Michael Fassbender. And I, like, do need to see that version because it looks, like, violent and stuff. Um, I mean, I think any Macbeth story is going to be kind of violent. It's about murder. Apparently, there is a movie called Scotland, Pennsylvania which is a revamp of Macbeth set in a fast food restaurant in a Pennsylvania small town. Damn, that, that sounds, sounds good. Okay, I'm going to watch that. I mean, it's 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 a great, I mean, like the the plot synopsis for the people who fell asleep in ninth grade English class. We never that, covered it at my school, which is why I don't know the plot at all. We actually did it in 10th grade uh, for my, but, but it's about like this this guy is told by some witches that he's going to be the next they're like you're going to be the next like you're going to get like a promotion and then you're going to be king but then this other guy that's hanging out with you is not going to be king but his kids are going to be king so then Macbeth is like oh cool and like the first part of it comes true he gets the promotion then he's like oh wait so if I want to be king I I have to kill the king so then like he like talks to his wife about it and his wife was like yeah we should kill the king so he kills the king and he feels super guilty about it uh and then gets worried that, you know, oh, if this other guy's kids are going to be king, then my kids won't be king. I'm going to be killed. So it's just like, it's a very Coen Brothers plot of like a guy does something to be ambitious, realize that it's kind of all for naught. And it's like kind of the, you know, characters being in over their heads and uh, realizing that their ambitions are not worth the the cost of what they've done. Feels mm. It feels very like kind of, kind of, burn after reading like i mean it's not a comedy uh right. not, like in a literal I was, shakespearean I was laughing, tense but and i mean it's got jokes i i guess if you're in the fucking 15th century right. um but i mean it is it is very good and the more i think about it the more it feels coheny hmm. i really need to watch this fucking thing because yeah i don't know the macbeth story really at all um 
but then I've seen some of the people who have like tackled it in the past. Like, so apparently uh, Kurosawa did a version of it, but said yeah. in like feudal mm-hmm. Japan, which sounds awesome. And then like there's Orson Welles did a version, Roman Polanski did a version. Um, so, and but Kenneth Branagh has not done a version that I know of. So that feels like a, you know, uh, empty, yeah. empty, empty opportunity. I mean, um, he did do every other Shakespeare play, so you know, give him some time. Yeah, he'll get around to it. Maybe the next play he's going to do is like murder in Scotland or something like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Perot, Perot solves the uh, murder of the king of Scotland or whatever. Like, I think Macbeth I would <laughs> love if this movie, The Tragedy of Macbeth, existed as it did, but Kenneth Branagh showed up in that character to solve the Zimeda. <laughs> but everything like, else was in- the same. The vibes were the same, but his character was just plucked out of one movie and put in he's together. he's in full color and speaking in like <laughs> his normal accent in like tone of like style of speech yeah that sounds pretty good that's pretty hey, good speaking of murder mm. chad yeah talk about the movie you saw at the megaplex i saw scream now i know what you're thinking that movie came out in 1996 we already said that earlier on this podcast episode ironically mm-hmm but the fifth movie in this franchise is just called Scream Again. And that's the yeah. movie that I saw. Which is inherently a joke. Yeah. Which I is mean, they call it out good. in the movie. <laughs> They're like the eighth one, the one that sucks. Right. They just called Scream Again. The one that was directed they by Ryan Stab. Johnson. Or they Stab. Stab. Yeah, it was just called yeah. Stab Again. Um, it's is, good. Is it, really co- is it really directed by Ryan Johnson in Universe? Yeah, in did, universe, you see, Stab did you see eight. the new scream? I have not seen the new scream. Oh, yes. okay. So yeah, in universe Stab Eight, they, they say it's directed by the guy who did Knives Out. Yes, it's it's explicitly Ryan Johnson. It's explicitly the eighth film of a franchise, Interesting. And, and it's, it's explicitly, explicitly hated about by fanboys. <laughs> and it's explicitly a movie about fan culture. This movie weirdly, I mean, even it, though is it hated by fanboys but loved by like film critics, or is it just hated? Kind it of kind just, of doesn't get into the who loves it. It just you, you see the one side, like you see all the YouTube video bloggers saying they took the franchise away from us. They don't even know what's special about the stab franchise. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this movie sucks. This like it is fascinating because you know the other movies have been about you know like sequels or a trilogy or reboots. Yeah, this one is about legacy sequels but also specifically like this movie's almost more about the, the last, last jedi, jedi yeah. and ghostbusters afterlife than it is it's a little bit about yeah. halloween 2018 like it is mm-hmm. um but it's it's also kind of about those which is really really fucking interesting yeah i mean they do call out halloween 18 by name like and they, oh yeah they refer to jamie lee curtis and like yeah it, it's about all these things but yeah they it, talk about elevated horror in it which is mm-hmm. fun yeah um, it feels specifically about the last jedi in a way that i wasn't expecting and it's yes. very funny um, it is very much about that mark was hesitant about this movie because he was unsure that it was funny and or scary and uh, i will be both. pleased to report that it is both it yeah. is a good yeah. scream movie it I, is mm-hmm. fully a scream movie i stand by the fact that the trailers hid both i agree facts. i think yeah. the trailers bad marketing <laughs> they did not know how to market a scream movie and it's the fifth one like well, it's crazy <sighs> But at the same time, if you gave away the whole bag, 
before. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple I might believe you if you told me that the trailer was in on the joke and that the trailer was just like kind of, especially the first part of the trailer was like note for note, like, oh, did you want another phone call part of a movie? I scream. I kind of think they went to galaxy brained with it. And the trailer is a bit of a joke because it is showing you the scene recreated beat by beat kind of of the original. And then it shows you all the legacy characters. The the legacy characters who are surprisingly in this movie, a small amount. Yeah. Not they're in it less, I think than the, than than the new lead. Or oh, then in four, sure, yeah. Then in four, I think they're oh, certainly they're still the main characters in four. Yeah, they're not the main characters anymore. This is truly like a Force Awakens situation where like they're present, but they're not the focus. So like, I think they went to Galaxy Brain, but I think you're right, Mark. That like, if the title is the joke, I think the trailer is a little bit of a joke as well. And I think they messed up a little bit by doing that. But I I kind of missed out on some money from people like Mark. Um, but it's really I might, good. I might like, go see it in a couple weeks. Go see it. Yeah. I I was gonna be a little careless with like um, spoiler free stuff, but I'm not gonna do that at all. Uh, I'm, nope. I'm not Thank gonna. You. I'm not gonna spoil this. Um, movie. It's it's just good, and it they talk they talk about the last Jedi kind of. <laughs> how much do I need to have? How yes. much do I need to remember two and three and four? Yeah. Uh, how much do you yeah. need to remember specific details? Not very much, I'd say. Okay. Um, no, but. There's a character from four in it who mm. I have not watched the movies in a couple years. And I was like, huh? I'm assuming she's from four. Like that's that's kind of oh, the, the cop. The cop, yeah, who I didn't remember. Yeah. Um, I like I watched four the day that I watched five. So yeah. uh, when I watched four, I watched the series. I had only seen the first one until the week I saw screen yeah. five. There's a brief reference to the Hayden Pianetere character from four, but it's kind of in the past. I think you could be up fine. I mean, you've seen them before. It's been years since I've mm-hmm. seen. The it's sequels. been a long time, like eight probably years. college, all, probably yeah. when you watched all, them with me. Yeah. All along the way, there are characters that don't know what happened in the first four screen movies who are being explained things. So like, you'll be fine cool. as far as understanding it. I think the most important thing, because my little brother went and saw this movie after just having seen the first one. I think that was a mistake because I think yeah. what the important thing is to see how the franchise developed to this point rather yeah. than like remembering specific story points. Uh, I, I think too, like, if you have watched them more recently, there will be a couple moments where you're like, oh, like you realize what's about to happen or like recognize a couple things. Like based on the patterns of how these movies go kind of thing. Well, that and like just locations, you're like, oh, I've seen this place before, that kind of thing. Um, But it's, it's, nah, I think you'll be okay. Um, It's good, good movie. Good start to 2022. Hey. I got a Scream movie and a Hotel Transylvania movie. Oh, Those gosh. aren't January is movies. Is that the one you're talking about? It's not. I okay. actually, because it, like, it was fine. It was not bad, okay. but it was it was fine. Right. Um, I am talking about an animated film, though. I'm talking about Belle. I was able to see oh, a... What, what is this one? Yeah, so I was able to see an anime film in theaters, like, with subtitles, which just is not... G Kids has been doing like distribution for a lot of the big like anime movies, and I have not been able to really see them. Like it normally, I have to wait six months to be able to see like Mirai or um, some of those others that I've been really hot on the past couple of years. 
but this one they gave it to me early maybe it's there's not a lot of competition in theaters right now um but the premise of this movie is it's beauty and the beast but set kind of in the metaverse um no it's good come on it's it's like they're basically like on the internet and they have like avatars and like you know everybody's like portraying a different self and she falls in love with like a monster it's beauty and the beast it's good it's it's a really good movie and the way they kind of like twist things and kind of make it about the good parts of the internet but also the bad things like i think is is really interesting and it's gorgeous to look at Chad's never gonna. Well, Chad may watch. You didn't like Mariah, so I don't see you watching this movie. But Mariah um, was okay. Um, yeah, I didn't love it. Uh, I I just don't need a movie about the good parts of the internet. I don't think. I don't. Need I to be, do because there are good parts of the internet. Yeah, Wreck It Ralph two was was the only movie I need about the good parts of the internet. And then I don't need yeah. anymore. All right, whatever. Um, it's good. It's a it's a pick he recommends for 2022. It's a kind of a shoe in for animated for, or for 2021. Yeah, because it's technically a 2021 release. Um, that's a shoe in. We still have to see Flea, but other than that, our animation is about wrapped up. But I will say Hotel Transylvania 3, it's not on the piggy list for 2022. Mm. So um oh you put uh red rocket on the list even though i didn't put it on a few weeks ago yeah Yeah. it was good we talked about it but yeah it's good Hmm. i it's kind of like um mark go watch it it's kind of what that that (laughs) i I, I will watch it i I know you plan to i know you plan to um it was kind of like the two of us have seen it we both liked it solidly enough let's throw it over to mark i probably won't nominate it but you know it's a good Maybe. movie. Glad I saw it. I'm going to see every Sean Baker movie because I love that boy. He makes movies about people I wouldn't have thought to make movies about. Scream 2022 is on the 2022 list, right? Like, did uh, we do yeah, that? Totally. No? I did that, I think. If did I did, make that yeah. list? I don't know. I if thought you list. did. I have not made the list yet. I don't know. I have not made the list yet. Yeah, uh, let's wait for one more movie to come out and then I'll make the list. Yeah, one movie does not a list make. No. <laughs> Although that what would be a pretty going funny to be the bit. second. Yeah, if it if was you did screen. like that, one of those hyper specific lists, mm-hmm. like movies where uh, right. a folk singer travels around with a cat and it's just inside Lewin Davis. It's just inside Lewin yeah. Davis. What do we think is going to be the second movie to be a best picky for this year? Guesses. <laughs> I think What's we gotta wait until what we're excited for. Uh, I don't because I don't know what we're gonna say that's gonna that would be on that list. But There's yeah, definitely right. stuff. Okay, and the uh, next two weeks, do you think it'll be Death in the Nile? <laughs> no, uh, Jackass Forever, bitches. Okay. Yeah, which I probably will not watch, but that's fine. Yeah, that, yeah I mean, I still it's, make the list. It'll be a, a, a special category. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Um, Mark, did you know the Beatles get back is going to IMAX on Sunday? The Sunday? All 10 hours? Uh-huh. I'm going to take a nap at an IMAX, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Let's talk about freaking Inside Lewin Davis. Good movie. All Hello. right. So thanks, everybody, <laughs> for... Um, I don't know. The I picked this movie. We've yeah, all why, seen why, it before. I think we all it? watched it when it came out. Yeah. Why, we, why'd you do it? 
because I, I like it and I think it's good. I, I mm. It's a weirdly kind of, it's the movie that falls a little more depressing than movies I typically pick or yeah, have I'm, really high. Th- that's the reason I'm surprised this is like a five-star uh, your pick movie. This feels like a, a my pick movie or a Mark's pick movie that you also mm-hmm. like, but it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. one you give five stars and, ha- and like this much. I'm, I'm curious about what what's the secret sauce in this movie. Well, I think a little bit of the secret sauce is 2013, which is kind of a year of a lot of depressing movies, a lot of good depressing movies. Her was pretty um, depressing. Her was pretty depressing. Um, I I went between this and Spectacular Now and The Wind Rises. Another depressing movie. Which, um, yeah, all three of those are depressing. And I think I just was like, I'm scared of watching Spectacular now and it not holding up because I loved it so much in 2013. Sure. So I was like a little scared of that one because it is ultimately kind of a teen movie, but I like truly loved it so much. The Wind Rises, I went back and forth because like I love Miyazaki. It is a Miyazaki like, biopic of sorts and it's kind of about like how you can create art but you don't you can't ultimately control what people do with it because it's about somebody who like loves airplanes and designs airplanes and he puts his heart and passion into it and then they're used to do war they're used in world war ii and like it's about all that and like that's cool it sounds like it would be my favorite miyazaki movie if i sit down i think you would actually like love that movie a lot but Inside Llewyn Davis just holds a certain... So I was explaining all that because I don't think there is like an animated movie that I like adore from 2013 for the level that it would be the highest. Like Frozen slaps, but it's not like better than anything else. There's not like a huge action movie from 2013 I really love other than Iron Man 3, but it felt weird pulling yeah. that one out and it's still like I love it but not my you know so I, I went back yeah. and forth my, my traditional picks weren't really here and something about Inside Lewin Davis has a pretty big hold on me I, I, I love the music in it for sure like that's definitely a, a good part of it I also think like Oscar Isaac is maybe one of the most compelling screen presences like yeah I, I mean this was the first time I think I had ever seen him or certainly the first time I ever knew like who this guy was and yeah. like was dialed into him and now every single time I see him it's like I'm out oh, there's Lewin Davis again showing up in another movie it's like this is his like defining role for me oh fast yeah this was definitely um, like one of his first big roles he was in yeah. some stuff before this mm-hmm. uh but not a ton it's definitely like his breakout I remember um, every time I see him before this, and he yeah. was in Robin mm-hmm. Hood before this. He was in the Nativity Story as I need Joseph. To watch, wow. I need to watch the that Robin Hood, the uh, the Ridley Scott Robin Hood again because if Oscar Isaac is in it, like okay. it might be the best movie ever made. Um, He's, he plays Prince John in it. Like, oh I, wow, it, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I remember when they were announcing the cast for Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Uh, I remember like knowing who Oscar Isaac was and be and telling people like, oh, you gotta watch this movie he was in. He was great in that. I think I had Ex Machina. Ex Machina had come out too. Ex so Machina I, had. Come I knew him from both of those. Ex Machina. Um, Anytime I, like, I see Oscar Isaac, I'm like, look, there's Apocalypse. 
<laughs> Superpower. Yeah. Uh, but Superpower. I also didn't really know Adam Driver from anything other than his role in this movie. And so when he was announced as Kylo uh, Ren, I was worried. Were I you thought, not a girl's guy? You was not a girl's guy. Chad was not a girl's guy. Um, and I hey, hadn't watched. seen like the Bombback movies he's in. Uh, like I hadn't seen... Um, Francis, Francis Ha until we talked about it on this podcast. Um, Mark, you watched I, much of I knew him. I knew him from Francis Ha. I watched four seasons of Girls, three that seasons of Girls. feels about when I... I feel like I stuck around a little longer than you, but yeah, you did. may have quit in the same season. I think the reason I quit was more access to HBO than like... No, we had it because it was at school. We had access to HBO Go. I quit before we got that. Oh, yeah. I see, I see. And then you were like, oh, well, I've already quit. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Um, Yeah, Oscar Isaac is one of the best <laughs> to ever done it. He might be my know. favorite working actor. I mean, Adam Driver is also one of the best to have ever done it. So yeah. I agree. When is his, the... his role in this is just silly. I mean, right. But when yeah. is the next Oscar Isaac, like Oscar role? Um, well, they're all I Oscar wonder. roles. I know. As um, I said it. Dune. Oh, he's not going to be in the second Dune movie, is he? N- nope. He dead. No, he's very dead. <laughs> he dead. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, the next role okay, I'm excited he's, about is Moon Knight, but I'll be saying that's a TV role. He might he's, get an Emmy nomination for that if Paul Bettany and. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, he probably um, will. What's her face then? I kind of feel like that show is going to be awesome. huge. I feel like that's going to be the one where people are like, or okay, it's no, this one's shit. actually great. And or it will be the one that I mean, everybody is like, okay, well, this is it. Uh, Marvel. I think for the mixed. first four episodes, people will think this is the next big thing. It's going to yep. redefine Marvel. And then the last uh-huh. four episodes, they'll not care. Yep. Uh, so Oscar it Isaac seems, is. It seems uh, like you're basing at... that on something that's happened before. <laughs> yeah, something happened like three times before. It, it's oh, more okay. like seven episodes they're into it oh you're right four episodes they think it's incredible the last then two where they're like ah i don't know one where they're like eh, maybe and then one where they're like no well this is a six episode uh season so yeah whatever anyway so he, he oscar isaac is is uh is coming up in an adaptation of the comic ex machina um the oh, the movie is being called the great machine but that's weird oh it's a brian Kavon graphic novel interesting that's not on his imdb it is on his wikipedia the source is from hollywood Reporter. no i know i remember when that got announced but i had not seen anything don't, don't worry guys i have imdb pro so let me look okay. this up well he's, so he's in spider-verse yeah, yeah he did that. the voice in the at the end of the first one and so he'll, yep, he'll he's miguel and we've seen his character show up in the trailer so yeah he he's is in the metal gear movie that's coming up from jordan vote rogers he's in the new martin mcdonough movie he is uh, playing francis ford coppola in a movie yep, called francis that. and the godfather oh right yeah that yep is directed by be... barry levinson that mm. they they all Fra- the they director all of Rain man the director of Raymond. Yeah. So like Barry Levinson already has one, um, but Oscar. Yeah. That feels right. Huh? It's him and Jill Hall's playing Robert Evans. What is Barry Levinson made recently? Cody? Don't give me, he won an Oscar 40 years ago. He watched some episodes of euphoria and said, good job, son. Um, <laughs> well, oh, he directed dope sick. People say that show's really good. 
people do that's just watching it but nobody's saying people say that show's really dope and then other people say that show is really sick he directed a bunch of those hbo movies that al pacino wins oscars for um or emmys for so like it's it's it's, he made rock the casbah he made the bay I know. Uh, just looking at his recent movies. Hey, shut up. He is <laughs> so. So he's playing Francis Ford Coppola in Francis and the Godfather. Back to Oscar Isaac now. Yes, back to yeah. Oscar Isaac, and that's going to be a buzzy role. But more yeah. importantly, and this is truly one of my most hyped movies for like the next two years, is Megalopolis, which is yeah. Francis Ford Coppola coming back he fucking sold his winery to finance this movie and it's starring zendaya oscar isaac kate blanchett michelle pfeiffer john voight james Caan, jessica lang and forrest whitaker we None don't of those people know people are signed on yet they're like in discussions sure but it is an architect wants to build rebuild new york city as a utopia following a devastating disaster i don't know sounds good maybe yeah. oscar no i'm excited it. for it i it does think sound good I don't want to see be a John Oscar Voight because he yeah, is whatever. bad. I think I, I can't I imagine said, actually thinking about media like that. <laughs> you you're gonna watch the Santa Claus TV show. You're not allowed to have that. Opinion. Of course, yeah. No, I I was doing a parody of people who consume media like that. Sure. Like this actor um, is a Republican who voted for Trump. I'm never gonna watch that. Okay. That insane. that being said, I don't really have a desire to watch like a Gina Carano thing. But that's because, like, well, she's not a good actor. <laughs> I guess there's that. Anyway, that's like that. Was, but also, but, I think the distinction is that anything that Gina Carano, well, the next thing that Gina Carano does will be like it, it made produced for her by the Daily to make Wire. Up for, yeah, yeah. Th- that's the distinction. It's like John Voight in a Francis Ford Coppola movie is not like right wing propaganda. I don't. Sean I don't want to see like a, a messy, messy boy. He was in Licorice Pizza. I don't care. But if he's in like a right-wing propaganda i'm not gonna watch it what we're saying yeah. is cancel culture doesn't work yeah. <laughs> and it does it does that um the so it will be fascinating if oscar isaac wins an award for playing francis Ford coppola and then is in francis's next movie like yeah. that's just interesting i think that's cool and he should give him an oscar and... for both he's also in ben stiller's next movie Yes, Whoa, a movie called Lo- a movie called London. I don't. It is a sci-fi movie. That's that's uh, all the Wikipedia says. Crime thriller based on a short story by Joe Nesbo. Ben Stiller is doing that that Apple TV Plus show that looks really weird and really fascinating. As an Severance actor or as a director? Directing. It's Adam Scott as the lead, and it's about like. At work, you have work in a home life and you can undergo a procedure called severance, where when you're at work, all that your brain remembers is what happens at work. And then when you go home, you only remember home. This sounds like an analogy for um, something. I don't know. Can't quite put my finger on what he's trying to talk about here. I, yeah. I maybe like maybe I, when I go back to work, I'll remember. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'd do that right no it's it's no it's it's different like he doesn't recognize a co-worker like in when he's at home like it's that uh, i would pretend not to recognize a co-worker not unless sure, they right. listen to this podcast in which case i love them and they're my favorite and right. disregard everything and don't tell anyone about this podcast okay that show sounds really cool and i want to watch it. Uh, yeah it looks great when um, is it out yet or what what's no the it comes it? out 
it's after the Lord and Miller show. So I think okay. it's February because Lord and Miller shows. Yeah, this that's week. like that'll be out by the time this episode. Wait, what is the Lord and Miller show? We're, we will get back after, to after, inside the after party is the Lord and Miller show. It's like it's a murder mystery at an after party for a 20 year high school reunion. Or something and it's like been it's Benny Schwa. Mm-hmm. It's Sam Richardson. Right, I mean, it's fucking um, what's her face? It's, it's a stacked from cast. the card counter that uh, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, Haddish. That, um, the cast is insane, and Mark, the premise of it is each episode. Oh, Dave Franco is playing like a douchebag in it. Um, it it is every episode is from the perspective of another attendee of the party, but they are. And the trailer hasn't fully revealed this, but I saw in an interview today and in like a reviews, every episode supposedly is in a different genre. What? That's that interesting. Is, that is what the review like. It was like a musical. Like I've I've heard. Oh, that's bizarre. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, I'm I'm very sold. Anything these boys work on, I'll watch. And uh, pretty much anything Benny Schwaz and I'll watch. Just not Space Force season two. Sorry, can't do it. I am kind of convinced that the trailer for that movie or for that show might be the first episode. The more that I've kind of like heard reviews like trickle out about it um yeah so oh john early ike baron holtz alana glazer um yeah the cast is a lot of a lot of funny folks anyway back to speaking of a lot of funny folks uh inside lewin davis folk music folk music um which i really like folk music yeah it's good yeah i mean at the end of this movie uh lewin is playing a show and there's like the times are there maybe he's gonna get discovered and then Bob Dylan plays right after him. And that's just got to be a bummer. Because, uh, Well, let's talk about that. The movie yeah. ends where it begins. Yeah. That's Getting beat really up in for a movie like this. I definitely thought that this, I was very confused by that. The first watches of this. Yeah, it's just symbolism. Yeah. I, you know, like, I don't know. I thought that it was like, well, the first time I watched this movie, I wasn't as dialed in. Like, I didn't recognize that the final scene was literally the exact same as mm-hmm. the opening scene. I just, well, there's yeah. little differences. Barely. Well, I think it's, like, expanded. It more, yeah. like, it's expanded kind of at the end. reveals more. Mm-hmm. But I, I was seeing it as it was just, like, a cycle. Like, he keeps getting the shit beat out of him because yeah, he keeps that's doing it. stuff. But, like, it's literally showing the same incident. But it's mm-hmm. also doing that same story thing of, like, yeah. cycles. Like, he's, he's stuck in a rut. He won't ever get out probably yeah uh yeah. which is a bummer <laughs> yeah but it's good it is good <laughs> this um you got a lot of a lot of people show up in this movie you have carrie mulligan as the like wife of justin timberlake and she <laughs> has had an affair with lewin but hates him she's i don't love her in this movie and I she's like kind her of, and some other stuff. She's a little like too much. I don't. She's know. a little one, one That's note. That's a bad thing just, to say. Just one angry. note is what I'm looking for. He's yes. like just. She's just, mad. she's just angry, and until the final scene where she's like a little more sympathetic. Uh, mm-hmm. It's probably the pregnancy but... hormones. Uh, he, all right. He says. He says jokingly, <laughs> "Don't kill me, please. Um, don't cancel me, baby." But yeah, I think like because she is a good actor. I don't know. She is. I just it's, don't fully love. I don't think the role is great. 
is yeah. probably actually how I feel about it. I mean, um, it is one of two female roles. What's the other one? The, the other one is the woman at? at the dinner party. Yeah. Oh, 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 the, yeah, the, the, the person uh, that he stays with. Yeah. Oh, now, he and, also, it also at yells her. at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was talking about the person who plays the song and that he got, gets beat up for. Right. So three women characters, all three of them. Louis one of them yells at. a lot. One of them gets yelled at and the other one gets yelled at. Heckled. As yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the sixties, baby. Do you, do you guys like die inside whenever he's at the dinner party the second time or like shows up the second time and everybody's listening to the, uh, please Mr. Kennedy. And they're like, ah, the royalties. On yes. This. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, it's very much the intention of the movie to make you die. Oh, I mean, I, I died more when he was like, yeah, I don't care about the royalty. Just yeah, give me the yeah, check yeah, now. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. no, buddy, that's a bad no, idea. It doesn't yeah. matter. Because honestly, it, it was cringe, but it was it was a hit. It was a, it was a good song. I don't I don't understand why he thinks the song is so bad. I think the song's good. Well, I don't. It's like, well, it's pop. It's I mean, not, it's not about like being tortured and sad like the rest of the music that he plays. Yeah. it's the one uh, that like has okay. any like joy for life, and it's just like silly and fun. It's, it's just a pop silly, song. disposable pop yeah. song, right? right, yeah. right. and Which he's like I, he's of too like he's too self important. Like he even when like the uh not Al Cody because that's Adam Driver's character but the the marine marine. guy when he's playing and he's just like is you think he's any good and justin timberlake's like yeah he's hell of a performer i think he says and then yeah "Yeah, i I don't know i don't know if he is uh but he's good he's great well troy nelson troy nelson gotcha tony award nominee stark sands he was really good i really like his song both john goodman is also in this movie playing like, like a force of like evil almost i (laughs) a really weird role like i also don't know that i love him in this movie despite like loving this movie he's another part where i'm like i don't know i I love it i love that this bizarre nightmare like aside it's just like this scary it's turns into a horror movie at one point yeah like it's yeah such a weird change of pace and then he just has to go perform for f murray abraham uh, after going through right that. Well, it's basically like this is what happens when you leave new york bad yeah. things yeah right. and the scene where he leaves the cat in the car it's heartbreaking. Like, oh my up. god like why yeah at why? least let the cat roam free yeah like it's it up. will starve in that car yeah let it yeah. into the woods where it can hunt yeah are we to understand, understand that uh that john goodman is dead yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he's dead He's fully yeah. dead. Yeah. Yeah, fully yeah, dead. yeah. Well, at least the cat and I mean, the other guy got arrested, right? When they're dead, then that's a lot. That's a lot of food. Yeah. Tron got a Tron got arrested. Yeah. Um, Tron Jr. Head. Tron Jr. <laughs> right. He's actually not even Tron. Tron is not Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Tron <laughs> no. is a different person in Tron. It's confusing. I didn't know Tron was the name of. Uh, I think I you mean Aragon. He's not Aragon, Mark. He's in Aragon. Is he? Does he play uh, Murtog? Uh, if I pulled that name, I'm very impressed with myself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> look, <laughs> look at me. Look at me. Um, he's in a movie with Oscar Isaac. That's very good. Um, it's called Inside Lauren Davis. 
yes, but he's also in Triple Frontier, um, which is a movie that I really liked and told you guys to watch. And that person is now directing fucking Craven the Hunter. Um, he he plays Sam Flynn. He is an Aragon playing Murtaugh. That's just yeah. funny. That's just funny um, that I got that. So this cat, the Gorfine's cat. Good cat. One of the most cinematic cats I've ever seen. Good actor, yes. that cat. Yeah, it's um, several actors. Is it two actors? I guess it's in. It's a lot of cats. In no, story, I mean, it's they, two they, cats. But the Cohen brothers said that they just like they cast a, an orange tabby because that's the most like indistinguishable cat. <laughs> right. And every day they would just bring a bunch of cats to set. They'd be like, okay, we need a cat that's going to run away. Let's bring all of the runaway cats to no set. No way. And then the one that run away, but that like seems like it's in the most mood to run away, we will use for this. I guess scene. that's how yeah. you got to do it because like cats are hard to control. <laughs> and to yeah. train they are free like thinkers extremely unpredictable yeah yeah that's awesome uh mark has his zoom background as like the scene where lewin's got the cat on the train and that's one of my favorite shots in the movie is when the cat's just like looking out the window at mm-hmm. like all the passing things he's just going on his own adventure it's fun it's a good cat it. it's a good cat, a good cat. This is the first movie we've talked about with a cat in it it can't be right um, Lion king obviously Lion is Lion King. Lion King. Surely, like, just there was a random cat around. This has to be like the biggest role for a house cat in this in the history of the podcast. Yeah, the biggest, sure. Yeah, but not the only one. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to. Is there a cat like an American Beauty? Like that feels right. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's like Americana. They got they they would have a golden retriever. They wouldn't have yeah. a cat. Yeah. Yeah. A cat. A movie with cat. A movie with a cat. Cats? Movies cats. with cats. <laughs> Movies with cats. Anyway. Uh, the, the cat was like a late addition to the script because uh, they were like about to go into production and they were like, we don't really have much of a story. And so they introduced this cat as like a thing that Lewin had to like keep track of. Um, so that we that's fun. infamously have an episode dedicated to Captain Marvel for some random reason because we just oh, already yeah. talk about right? it. And there's and that Goose, features the, a cat. That's yeah. a flurkin. That's not really a cat. It's a flurkin. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, whatever. Shut up. Okay. Um, I mean, there's so much to love about this movie. It's 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 ultimately, I guess, about a guy who's letting grief ruin his life. Um. Mm-hmm. He can't move on from it. It's it's a certain reaction to have, and it's something they sort of acknowledge at one of the di- the second dinner party where he shows up and she's apologizing to him for upsetting him, and like there's this understanding that it's like, yeah, we we know like we all miss Mike and we know how uh, we all miss Marcus Mumford. Uh, and Apparently, there's all... a cat in Secret World of uh, I mean, sorry, in No Country for Old Men and Children of Men. Yeah, there's also a cat in Spirited Away, right? <laughs> All right. Sorry, I pulled up a letterbox list movies with cats in them, and I'm just scrolling. Is there a cat in Spirited Away, or am I just thinking that sounds right? There's some little pigs, and there's some. uh, Kiki's has ooh, Kiki's delivery service is pretty cat. We gotta talk about why this movie is good. (laughs) No, because now I'm thinking about cats. Yeah, I mean we are. It's the cat. Okay. Yeah. Shit. Maybe I just want to go watch kiki's delivery service i like that movie a lot all right let's just wrap up the podcast then so you can go watch kiki's delivery service 
And in Totoro, there's a cat bus. Mm, that's good. a bus. That's probably the biggest role for a house cat in a film. I, don't, I still don't the know how they train cat. the cat to do that. It's the very Harry, impressive. The Harry Potter movies have cats. Yeah, okay. That's it's McGonagall. It's not yeah. just a cat. It's a wizard. Well, Chad, 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 Shanks. Go back Shanks. to why you like this movie. I'm listening now. I don't know. I was going on some tangent about grief and how different people respond to it differently. And uh, it is it, a movie about grief that, and it doesn't really let you into that until the end. I feel like, or maybe I just didn't pick up on it until the end. Um, you don't I find mean, out about the suicide until much, much later. Yeah, that is when he's telling. We know that he's dead, and we know that like a lot of people miss him. Um, and we know that he used to be his singing partner because they're on like the back of the like vinyl record together is it marcus mumford in that picture or is it's, it just it's that? not in the picture but it is okay. his voice in the song okay yeah, um yeah. and marcus mumford like was a music producer over like this whole movie mm. i think it's the best thing he's done in his career is like uh curating this helping to curate this soundtrack did we know no. that he's married to carrie mulligan yes I they did, married yes. shortly after working okay. together on this movie yeah i didn't um, know that I know that from when she was getting the promising young woman buzz and hosted SNL and he was there. Um, hmm. I personally think the best thing Marcus Mumford ever done did was, yeah, <laughs> the beginning of the Ted Lasso theme song. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's a good song. I don't know. I think, he had that one song when I was in high school that let me say fuck. So that'd be mm, pretty cool with that. That's a good one. Th this no, was very I think... specifically an era where like, Mumford and Sons was huge. Oh yeah, yeah. This I was mean, like this the movie year came out. Is the second album came out where like th they couldn't be touched. SNL mm -hmm. did. I, I don't know if it's SNL or just SNL actors that did that music video. It's for just them. the actors. Okay, but it's great. Yeah, they, they, they were like on top of the world this year and like all over the place. No, 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 no. no. On top of the world is Imagine Dragons. That's true. Don't hey, it. It's also not this year. Right, but Mumford and Sons is yeah, and then Imagine Dragons is hey. <laughs> so I I got them, but they're not say Geronimo. That's someone else. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, they're all just guitar songs. Right. How am I supposed to tell the difference? So I, mean, I liked Mumford and Sons a lot at this time, and then I yeah. I kind of grew out I of them to appreciate yeah. real folk music, I guess. <laughs> But I really like everything Marcus Mumford has done apart from his sons. Um, he's the stuff he's like involved in, like like the, this album and then like the, the concert album that came out alongside this movie that I shared with both of you guys. It's really good. Okay, So that's just the two things related to the same thing. Yeah. So there's so the, something the, else. the new basement tapes was a project he was involved in. That's like a bunch of like uh, incomplete bob dylan songs that like a bunch mm. of musicians came together to like finish and like i listened to the original basement tapes yeah these are the new ones oh, okay um <laughs> and it's really good it's a really good album um and then the ted lasso song's good i don't know uh isn't his brother like uh, a maca guy that is his ex-bandmate their, their banjo player named winston he so he it's not a not a mumford that's no. a son it's a it's a gotcha. it's a Mumford son. They're not they're not the Mumford brothers. It's Mumford and his sons. Marcus composes all of the music for Ted Lasso, right? I think he does. I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Which that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I I like it when like musicians start like getting into like 
you know, being composers because like some make sense, like Johnny Greenwood composing coming from Radiohead. You're like, okay, clearly he's going to like rule at it. But I mean, we we just saw it uh, in the last episode with her as well. Who was it for that one? Was that Arcade Fire? It was Arcade Fire. Yeah. Yeah. Arcade Fire. Yeah. Um, And then sometimes it's somebody from fucking Oingo Boingo and they become one of the most acclaimed like composers of all time like and who create some of the most like iconic scores of all time so you never know about danny elfman came oh. from oingo boingo which was just like an 80s Ooh, random band sure okay i didn't know oingo also, boingo so but i know, yeah, I know terms, the elfman yeah isn't john williams son a singer who's yeah he's in lead like singer africa of toto. toto yeah, yeah lead singer of uh, toto is <laughs> john williams son yeah cool yeah music man music baby um, um so lewin behaves in ways that make him unlikable yeah. but i but wow, i like you but, just don't like him because he's poor but i like Whoa. him explain 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 this though why do why do i like him? do you guys like him um i'm frustrated by him but i like him and i'm rooting for him you know? I am also frustrated by him, maybe yeah. more than I like him. Hmm. Yeah. I enjoy watching his movie. I would probably not enjoy hanging out. I wouldn't with him. enjoy him at all. He feel because like yeah. I don't really like. But I see. I feel sorry. Pretentiousness, for him. and he yeah. feels he's very pretentious. He is. He is. And I, I would just be like, get a job, you fucking hippie. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's not the pretension for me. It's more the, uh, I would be terrified he was going to ask to sleep on my couch <laughs> for a month. Yeah, I'd be the, I'd be the guy that would let him because I just. Oh, you would be. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I mean, would no, be like, Chad, don't get me wrong. So pretentious. He doesn't I would, like I'd be like, he's not that bad, man. I'd be like, no, he sucks. Have you so heard his bad. music, though? He's like, he's going to make, he just needs a little help right the now. Time. He's you know? complaining all the time. To be clear, he's I would like, also let him sleep on my couch. I would just be I would not, not happy about it. I would not. You, I'd just you'd, be the, you'd be the Al Cody, Adam Driver yeah. character. He's like, uh, my, my girlfriend's coming in town, so you only have yeah. a little bit, uh, but sure. Yeah. yeah, maybe I would do that. Like, give him a strict deadline. I think yeah. I like. I him think you have to him. have those boundaries with with those kind of friends. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I think I like him because it's Oscar Isaac, but the character himself, sure. I I don't I don't like. I don't think. I think I can excuse some of his behavior just based on the empathy of like he lost his best friend and music partner, and that's really hard. It's kind of unclear how long ago that was. Uh. I also wonder how much of a shithead he was before. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's that one glimpse we get. It's just on the back of the vinyl cover where like Oscar Isaac looks so like happy. (laughs) The Mm. it's the uh the, the print on it is like if we had wings from the from the lyrics, and it's just yeah. it's so cheesy looking and so like wholesome. And then juxtapose against his like scruffy depression beard face that we get for the rest of the movie it's uh, me and olivia listen to the like soundtrack version of that song all the time yeah like, it's, it's one of my favorite songs i i but i like the soundtrack version more than the one he performs at the end because he just does it like at a different tempo or whatever um, yeah yeah it's like, I, I like it's a totally the, different arrangement like it's like yes yeah the yes. one the the duet version is the better version the one with marcus yes. 
Mumford on yes. the on the track. Yes, that one's and then the so good Bob Dylan song that's not the same song but also says "Fare Thee Well" in it. Uh, is yeah, also weird. Song. Yeah, that's weird. Um, please, Mr. Kennedy, you can't stream it on Apple Music. You can't? Uh, yeah, on Apple Music, the soundtrack is only like four songs. But Cody, yeah. the link that Chad sent us has a cover of it. With yeah, that's guys. not a cover. That's that's Adam Driver. That's them performing yeah. it live. I mean, it is yeah. it is like the guys. It is just another performance yeah. of it. It also has Elvis Costello on it. Yeah, what the hell? He's not in the movie. I don't want him in it. Neither are the Avid brothers, but they're also on this album. Yeah, the the album is Another Day, Another Time, celebrating the music of Inside Lewin Davis. Uh, it's and... like all of the music from Inside Davis, Inside Lewin Davis, plus a lot of original songs. And by then, original songs, I mean like a Bright Eye song from a different album that is sung by Connor Oberst and, and Avery Brothers songs sung by the Avery Brothers. There's a bunch of songs from other Cohen Brothers movies, like Tumbling Tumbleweeds was in Lebowski. That's on there. Uh, the Jack, why we're going to be friends? Is that's on just there. randomly that's on there. Random. That was never in a Cohen movie, but it was in Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, um, I mean, like, there's like Avery Brothers songs that aren't in Cohen Brothers movies, but like yeah. those are folksy songs. Like, yeah. I. We, I can tell that we're going to be friends, like, is a very folksy song. Head full of doubt, road full of promo. Yeah, this is interesting. It's a really, it's, it, it's an album that is, like, heavy in my rotation to to surprise nobody, because it's Punch Brothers, it's yeah. Ava Brothers, it's it's my favorite bands, and it's, like, one of my favorite movies, so it just... Justin Timberlake is not in the Please, Mr. Kennedy. So. Oh, is he not? Uh-uh. I are one of the biggest folk artists of our time. <laughs> I was pretty sure he was. Where, where is Please Mr. Kennedy on the track? List? Sorry, my folks are my folk artists. I mean, the kind of artists that you look at and you think, the guy would say folks. Oh, Elvis Costello stood in for Justin Timberlake. That's hilarious. Yeah, why? Uh, why do you do that? Why do you do that? Why do you do that? Justin Timberlake was probably busy filming Trouble with the Curve or whatever. <laughs> You're right, actually. That yeah. probably is exactly what he was doing. Or like on tour with the 2020 project or whatever. Like, uh yeah yeah experience sorry the 2020 experience 2020 experience part one part two but it's a good Remember album when we all got into justin timberlake again and then he was like i'm on top of the world you guys are never gonna get tired of me and we were like i'm tired of you yeah i mean like i like the 2020 experience part one then he put it out part two and i was like that's enough yeah i didn't love part two. there's some good songs on part two but i still don't like it as much and then he did like i think there's another album after that there's that and woods then he did, album then he did the man woods. of the woods man of the woods yeah and then i, I was like okay i, I kind of like interesting it. this is maybe a folksy album wait it's chad not. you enjoyed when a pop artist went folk it's uh, not it's, folksy, it's, not, it's, it's, very, it's, it's pretty poppy. Not. it's pretty poppy. that's what's fucked up is it's poppy and it yeah. should be folksy I mean, just based on like the the cover art, the aesthetic, the title, and the title, and the title. I I think where Justin Timberlake lost me was can't can't. What's the song called? I don't that, know. That, when we dance, dance, can't fight dance. the feeling. Is that what it's can't called? stop the music that from the can't Trolls the movie? Feeling. The Trolls movie song. What yeah, is can't that stop song the feeling. Called? Can't stop the feeling. Yeah. yeah, that song is like it's good, but. It's kind of all over the place, and, and it was yeah. annoying. Yeah, it, it, it's like happy. It's it's like the Pharrell yeah. Williams song, but happy's so, better. 
they're about they're pretty much the they're same song the in same. my mind they're about the same yeah but the difference is pharrell is not in despicable me too but justin mm. timberlake is in both trolls films and i think he is a actively miscast as branch who is a grumpy character wow. and justin timberlake cannot like do like episode second a turn i was not expecting also not only is he actively miscast i think he is actively bad i think he gives an actively bad voice performance in those films anyway that is cody's takes on trolls all right anna kendrick is great as poppy and justin timberlake i think is horrible 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 casting as branch a character i don't care about but he is miscast yeah all right, all right. <laughs> fuck off i mean i don't care about the trolls movies i've never watched them so the second one's a world tour I know. I remember that. I remember the, the the trailer had a very funny joke that made me laugh quite a bit. I can't remember what it was. Was it the tumbleweed? It. What was the tumbleweed joke? Uh, the tumbleweed rolled by and said, "Yeah," or something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's funny. it was like some really long, extended anticipation type joke. I don't remember what it was. I don't either. The, Gosh, the, it was a really sequel. funny joke. I'm sure it was. What they're doing for the next Troll movie is Trolltopia, which is actually a sequel to the TV series, I believe, which is oh. kind of fucked up. It's a Penguins of Madagascar situation, I think. Gotcha. So do we want to do the alumni or Cape Check or anything? Yeah, yes. let's do it, man. Don't want to okay. take a break and learn about the canon of Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Canonical to the Madagascar. Adam Driver. Opens. Yeah. Adam Driver uh-huh. was in Francis Ha. Yes. Um, have we talked about Carrie Mulligan before? I kind of don't think so. No. Mary Mulligan. Surprisingly. No. Uh, surely F. Murray Abraham has been in a thing. Oh, no. brother. No. Let's go ahead and say John Goodman was in Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? And, and? other things. Uh, can, you name, can you name them all? Uh, this is the game we play. John yeah. Goodman. We did not do Monsters, Inc. Mm-mm. But did, there is another voice role. Did we do Emperor's New Groove on this show? No. No. Probably should have. Okay. Yeah, that's it's like a, Mark's favorite movie. It's a yeah. Cody uh, voice pick, and yes, Impersonal Groove is my favorite movie of all time. John Goodman, I picked it. It's a voice role. Oh, mm-hmm. is he in Tintin? No. Fuck. Is he in? He's not in Lion King. No. He Wally. He's not in that. Oh, it, that, I think he might be in Wally. Is he in? No, Wally? he's not. Oh, okay. Uh, he's also in two best picture winners. Chad, if you want to start working on that one. Oh, oh he's in the artist. He's in the artist. artist. He's in the artist. Oh, right. Um, he's the only person that speaks in the artist. That's right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then what, he wasn't that in is No not Country. By a voice role. He wasn't in No Country, right? Nope. He's not in that movie. Is in... He's not in Burn After Reading. Okay, but Oscars is what we're looking at. Right. Mm-hmm. Oscars, 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 Oscars. Oscars. It's a pretty recent Oscar win. Pretty recent Oscar win. But, oh, he's an Argo. He's an Argo. Um, Argo. He is a very big role in Argo. How do we forget so, that? So the voice role, though, he's not an Iron Giant. You sure about that? Yeah. I'm not I mean, sure. That's not what that. I have listed here. Yeah, he's not. Okay. Um, yeah, what I picked it. Yeah. He's not in The Incredibles. Oh, is it like an English dub of Spirited Away or something like that? No. <laughs> okay. Oh, that would have been good too, though. Mark picked that movie, I think. Uh, I don't know. I think I you know. definitely picked Spirited Away. 
I mean, I'm about to just look it up if you don't tell it. We lost this one, so just tell us. Uh, it's Hold on, shut up. He's not in Lilo and Stitch. He's not in Finding Nemo. You got to talk into the mic, Cody. He's not in Finding Nemo. He's Mm-mm. not in Stitch. It's a princess movie. Ah, Princess and the Frog. He plays <laughs> yeah. Big he Daddy. Plays the dad. Big I forgot Daddy. we talked about that on this podcast. It's a okay. good movie. It's a good movie. Oh, oh like Big Daddy. And he's okay. like, oh, come over here, honey. Like he does his like. That's not a good. Movie. That's not a good. good no. man. A good but, good. But man. he does his like Southern Goodman voice. Oh, it's very good. Come oh. on, Yeah. Anyway. All right. More alumni. More alumni. More alumni. Um. So we did Adam Driver. We did John Goodman. We did not. Justin Timberlake is in the social the network. network. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I bet we've accidentally talked about Garrett Hudland before. We have not. Okay. Well, the Coens. I mean, the I Collins feel like in, that one was a end of list. End of okay. list. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Cape Check. I mean, Kylo Ren is in this movie, uh, uh, as is Poe Dameron. Moon Knight. And Moon Knight. Moon, soon to be Moon Knight. And, and Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah. And Apocalypse, right. Um, uh, fucking. Um, there's fucking, one more that we always forget. Well, Garrett Hadlands and Tron, which I would say counts. Are we counting Tron? This is yeah, no, no, on. we're not. It's not no, superhero. No, what? Are, no yes. we're not. What the hell? No, yes. not that's not voted, Cody. No. I think it counts. Um, did one of these cats play Goose and Captain Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Possibly. Uh, no, they'd be too young, I think. Okay, what's our verdict on Garrett Hedlund being in Aragon, though? No. All right. Fantasy is not in the spirit of Cape Jack. Other than Harry Potter and... Uh, Harry Potter is not fantasy, it's magic. Shut up. Lord of the Rings doesn't count. It is fantasy. Lord of the Rings doesn't count. And that's fantasy. You say we always forget. So that makes me think it's John Goodman. Yes. And that makes me think he's in a what superhero is he movie. In? It's a voice role, I think. What is he? Is he in like Big Hero 6 or something? What's he in? No. What the fuck is he in? John Goodman. Oh, Transformers. Transformers. Count the Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> See, I would do well if we actually like had consistent <laughs> rules in this show. I just don't want us to do just superheroes. I don't want us to be. That's what this people. is. That's no, what the game is. But it's also robots. Robots count okay. and wizards. What do you? I I thought about adding a new aspect to this, which is have they hosted SNL? <gasps> That's fun. Yes, do it. Do it. Okay. Do it, well, I know this. I know these ones off the top of my head. Okay. Um, oh, me too. It's Carrie Mulligan hosted. Uh, yes, Timberlake that is, hosted. Uh, Carrie Mulligan is kind of why I wanted to play this because that is kind of weird. It is. I agree. It's weird, and it's what's weird is it's like it's for promising young woman, a very different like role and movie. Like that's what she was there for. Um, Justin Timberlake has hosted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and John Goodman has hosted. Mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac has not. Adam Driver is hosted. Adam, Adam Driver is hosted. hosted. I think that's it. I think that's I it. I did not do the research, so Garrett Hedlund might have hosted. I <laughs> yeah, don't Garrett know. Garrett Hedlund could have hosted SNL. I don't think he did. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think he did. This uh, That's a fun game. Add that to the list, Mark. That That's a yeah. actually very, very good game. We're we're all segments over here. Well, especially now that like Will Forte has hosted. And like you would have never expected. He was on the show, I guess, would be why. Yeah. Who's hosting next week? Willem Dafoe. So come on. Ooh. Yeah. How many Spider-Man on. memes do you think they'll fit in? 
it's weird that he is the person from Spider-Man. That's I feel like they're a couple months behind. They are. But I but he's not promoting anything else. Like it is Spider-Man. It's it's weird that Tom Holland has never hosted SNL, is basically my large point. Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire both have for sure. Hmm. But Tom Holland not hosting feels weird. I guess I don't know. I don't know how they choose. I agree. Um, but also I think there's a lot of the like current crop of like big MCU stars who you would think would host SNL who haven't yet. Like Mackie hasn't hosted Florence Pugh, Haley Steinfeld, etc. Uh Haley Steinfeld was nominated for an Oscar for Cohen Brothers. Yep. Movie we're not covering. Um <laughs> Yeah, we, we missed it. Cover. That was like three yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, what the fuck else? Oh, okay. So this movie made $33 million on an $11 million budget. That's not huge. Not bad. TBH. It didn't get a wide release. I remember it was frustrating. It was frustratingly hard to watch this movie. I feel like I saw it on DVD. Yeah. I think I couldn't get to it in the theaters. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I like was anticipating it and I was like, man, I'm going to have to wait till it like releases. for. I do not think it came out in Auburn. Auburn yeah. started getting a little better at getting indie releases. I do not think it got this movie. Yeah, I think when it was in theaters, I was like debating going to like Birmingham or Atlanta or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so th- it was only nominated for two Oscars, which kind of fucked up. So IMHO. Best original screenplay? Nope. Best cinematography? Yeah. What did it lose best to? Best score or something? What did it lose best uh, cinnamon top crepe? Uh, was this Grand Budapest here? Nope. Grand that Budapest didn't need... win any oh, Oscars. Right. Birdman. Birdman. No, that's the next year. Oh, I'm getting it's 12 years. years. This is the 12 years here. Got it. Did 12 years beat it for cinematography? No. Gravity. Gravity. They put that camera in that space. Tracks because that movie has very good cinematography. And honestly, yeah. cinematography in this movie is good. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard for me to like distinguish like when you have a movie like Gravity where it's like so showy and then right. a movie like this that's like understated and it's like doing everything it needs to do to like tell the story effectively and to like set the mood and like it's captivating and I mean I'm is looking this, at the shot of this cat. It's a great shot of a cat. Is this one a freaky deaky or is this somebody not, else? Th- I was looking it up. This is the first one. This uh, this cinematographer, this is the, the first time working with Cohen's. Okay. And yeah, it's they one only of the, went back the to them rare... for Buster Scruggs and Tragedy Macbeth. Ooh. It's the guy who did Amelie. Amelie, um, Amelie, Amelie. Some other movies. This He has a bunch of nominations. Um, Here's the horrible hot take that may get me canceled from Uh-oh. the film community. Amelie, I understand why it was big at the time. I watched it recently, and I think it looks like shit. I know when the color cancel you for that take. I do not yeah, I, I think that movie that. is like well respected in hindsight. Oh, I mean, okay. people it probably still like it. Time. It just was yeah. huge at the time. Okay. Uh, uh, this, he also, sorry, he also did Darkest Hour and Half Blood Prince. Ooh, that I mean, is a good looking flick. When I was it's watching this, in when I was watching this movie, I was thinking, I wonder if this is the guy who did Half Blood Prince because it just has the exact same uh, color palette. Color, yeah. yeah. Uh, this movie also was nominated for Best Sound Mixing, which no longer exists at the Oscars. It is now mm-hmm. just Best Sound. Guess what it lost to? Gravity. 
Yes, correct. Uh, it won no Oscars. So now we yeah. have to determine whether or not this... Oh, God. I'm dreading what's about to happen. Is this movie better than her? Uh, I do not know why movie? you're dreading this. <laughs> That's what I was dreading. Yeah. <laughs> Him being like, who? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's valid. I mean, I saw it coming a mile away as well. And so... I didn't know how to proceed when you called it out ahead of time. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, made me feel weird. So I don't know. I'm stressed. Okay, I know. It's inside Lewin Davis for me. Crap. Okay. Mark, who's it for you? Don't, don't I mean, do this to me. It's <laughs> drama. I, I hate to do it to you. I just like, this movie has never... I, a no, lot of Coen Brothers movies yeah. like take a while to really set in for me. And this one, I feel like it might be one of the ones that I've watched the most. And I mm -hmm. don't think it's, it's fully set for me you in guess terms of like what they're doing. It's, it's mm -hmm. plotlessness. I, I think the plotlessness of Coen brothers movies usually holds me back from like really loving them. And I, I think you. that one, that one is, is really hard for me or that, that aspect of this movie is really I is sometimes mm. feel the same about Coen brothers movies and they sometimes do take a while for me, but this one, for whatever reason, it's funny. You mentioned that most watched thing. Cause I was looking at my letterbox stats. Let me just pull them up. This is one of the movies that I have watched the most since I've started using letterbox. Like it is tied for first, which is crazy. Because I would not think that I've watched that movie. I've also that watched this movie a ton, but I think I watched it mostly like a bunch before. when it first came out before right, I got right. on Letterboxd. I showed it to a lot of people. I was like, yeah, watch this movie. You'll like this So movie. it is tied for first along with Guardians mm -hmm. of the Galaxy, wow. Avengers Infinity War, wow. Avengers Endgame, wow. The Lion King, wow. Spider-Man Homecoming, wow. and The Muppet Christmas Carol. Wow. Yeah. Um, the thing is, it's funny looking at the most watched movies because it's like it's Halloween, it's Muppet movies, it's superhero movies, it's Christmas movies because they're right. things you just you like watch it. to a lot. Yeah. I don't rewatch movies a lot. So like it's four times is all that I've done in the past. I used to rewatch movies years. more than I do now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just try to like get to more movies now than I think I used to. Yeah. Maybe I'm worse off for it. I don't know. But Mark didn't say his vote, but his vote is for her. Oh, yeah, it's for her. Sorry, I'm now trying with, to figure out how to import the list of SNL hosts to <laughs> the spreadsheet. There are a lot of SNL hosts. I made a mistake here. Yeah, this is yeah, bad. Yeah. I'm uh, just going to go case by case. So yeah, Mark says fair. Mark says I'm with her with his vote. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. You trying to cancel me? Yes. I am. I'm 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 struggling here. I don't know. Um one element of please chad decide one element of inside lewin davis we hadn't talked about before was the I part where the ai leaves and goes to uh no, bob dylan is an ai and he uh that's her oh. uh well bob dylan Who? bob dylan as an ai doesn't make any sense he's still alive which is it's weird that he's still is alive. He? it's weird that he's still alive is but he, he is or he released is he he, he released music like last year. He released this terrible song about the assassination of JFK and it sucks. And the internet tried to pretend like it was really good, but it's a bad song. Is Bob Dylan um, alive or it, was there just an AI program written to emulate Bob Dylan? I don't know, man. I, can I <laughs> think this through a little bit? So one, one aspect of the movie we didn't really talk about is one that really hit me hard 
2013 when I watched this movie pursuing a degree for a creative j- job, yeah, like creative, as- job. creative aspirations. Uh-huh. Uh, I, it kind of like really, really affected me because it's just a snapshot of a guy like going through, do I make the decision to quit and go do like a, a normal person job or do I continue to try to be this artist? And the depiction of that, I think, is, like, really well done, really thought-provoking. I like his, like, conversation with his sister where he's, like, uh, you know, saying, like, he doesn't want to just exist. He wants to, like, live his life and, like, how insulting that is to to her because, like, yeah, he's being an asshole in that scene. But I don't know. It's it's complicated and it's good. Um... But then there's her and her is like the best production design I've ever seen. It's a really inventive world. Uh, They made an AI, something that could fall in love. God, it's hard. I'm going to go inside Lone Davis. That's my knee jerk reaction. I'm going to, I'm going to ride this high. I'm feeling from rewatching this movie today. And uh, that's fine. And I don't want to break Mark's heart even more after that stunning defeat. But I did see that they canceled Dan Brown's the lost symbol. It's not coming back for season two. Damn. That's I, I hardly even knew it. I it's it's one that, of those I mean things, I did not watch an episode. Did not watch an episode. Me too. But if they had said Dan Brown's the lost symbol renewed for season two, I'd be like, all right, fuck. Yeah, I'm gonna catch up before it comes out. I have also recently come to a hard truth, which is that Brad Pitt has never hosted SNL. No, shut up. That seems wild, right? That's not true. That's not true, right? That's, that's what the internet just told me. Brad Pitt, SNL host. Well, he was on the Fauci. He he he. He's I'm, never hosted. Well, I'm only looking to host because look, I'm not gonna go into who's been on SNL because Oscar but, Isaac would have counted. Oscar Isaac was on. What's up with that? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's right. right. But but yeah. Like Brad Pitt was nominated for a fucking Emmy for playing Fauci. Doesn't he, count. He's never hosted SNL. Never hosted. What weird. the fuck? It's a little weird. He was he was on he was on an episode. Susan Sarandon. Will Smith has never hosted. Mark Wahlberg has never hosted. Guys, Inside Lewin Davis is the winner. What are we doing? Tom Cruise has never hosted. Yeah, we'll get to this in future episodes. You're you're spoiling you're spoiling the segment for future episodes. This list we gotta wrap up the show. Up. What are you doing? This list is fucked up. Cody, uh, wrap it hey, up and tell us what we're watching next. Oh, we also hey, have to talk about okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, uh, as I read this list, you guys tell me um where people can find you and uh <laughs> what you're looking forward to next. All right. Like what movie you're looking uh, forward to? Yeah, you can find me at Chad A. Oliver on social media. That's Twitter. That's Letterboxd. Uh, that's TikTok, but I don't really TikTok anymore. I'm kind of over it. I still watch it every day, but I don't really create it anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I could never go viral. So if I could have gone viral, I probably would be still making them, but I kind of don't anymore. You can also listen to my other show. It's called Lord of the Rings Sentence, where I read the Lord of the Rings one sentence at a time. Um. You can follow that show at LOTR Sentence. I'm looking forward to a movie called The Civil Dead, directed by Clay Tatum, starring Whitmer Thomas, uh, two very silly boys 
who I am a fan of, and they made they made a movie, and it's going to be at Slam Dance. So by the time this episode comes out, I will have spent ten dollars to get a screener, I guess, for Slam Dance. I'm going to watch it on Thursday when it comes out, uh, which was last Thursday for you guys. Mark. Oh. Mark, what about you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Letterboxd and all of the places at Watlington Mark, uh, W A T L I N G T O N M A R K. I spell it. I spell it every once in a while. I just felt like it. The spirit led me. Uh, I'm excited for Jackass Forever, another movie about some silly boys just having a good time and uh, hurting each other for the sake of comedy. Cool. Jackass, it's a good series. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm apologize. Silly boys are fun to watch when they hurt each other and when they do scary things and they they pull pranks. It's fun. This becomes my favorite part of the what we're looking forward to, which is when Mark or Chad forget that an upcoming movie from one of their favorite directors is coming out because they looked at the first three movies on the list. I am. You can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram at Cody Lunsford on Letterboxd. I am looking forward to Kimmy, which is the Steven Soderbergh movie that is coming out in like two weeks. Um, I'm also looking forward to that. That one's just for Mark, right? I'm giving mm-hmm. him that one. I'm looking forward to Death on the Nile for a good time, but truly the movie I'm looking forward to. With enough is- champagne, fill the Nile. Fill the Nile. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. Uh, yeah. Worst person in the world is. Oh my place. gosh, I'm looking forward to that too. I've, I've been really looking forward to that movie. Hopefully, it will be somewhere where I can easily see it. I think it is going to hit the indie theater around here. So that's cool. good news. Yeah, I'm least. very much looking forward to that. But if I can't make it to that, then I can watch Kimmy on HBO Max. Sodi, Mark, is he just making movies for HBO Max, period, now? I think so. Because well, uh, I'm sure he's gonna bounce around streamers, but yeah, basically. Well, because the Meryl Streep movie was HBO Max, this one's HBO Max, and then Magic Mike Three is the next one, and that one's a Max exclusive. Yeah, too. I think he has a, a multi-picture deal with Max right now. I mean, mm. his thing has always been like, I want to make movies. I just want to like keep making movies. I just like don't know how to make money from that. And I think I think that HBO Max is like, okay, you went like $30 million to make a movie. Yeah, we like take shits that are 30 minutes, $30 million. Well, what's funny is what Soderbergh had like talked about with film distribution is how films are done now. If a movie does not do well, it will be pulled from a theater like within a week or so. And then within 45 days of release, it'll be on streaming. Like, and that's what he kind of was talking about, like, was the distribution model. Like, if a movie's not making money, then it can be pulled from theaters and then released. Well, but most of the time, they're just not released in theaters. Is or movies in general now? I mean, kind of both. Kind of both. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, Anyway, Mark, what's the best movie of 2013? Inside Lewin Davis. Chad, same question? Oh, yeah, it's probably inside Lone Davis. Uh, Cody, what's the best movie of 2013? The best movie of 2013 is Inside Lewin Davis. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And remember, if it was never new and it never gets old, then it's a folk song.
on the next episode of Best Pictures, uh, we're talking about Prisoners. It's my pick for the best movie of 2013, and you can find it on Hulu. It's not as hard to find this movie as it is to find my daughter. Stupid idiot. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>